0: Welcome, everyone, to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I am Cousin Bailey, joined as always by malt liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Riffer. Welcome back to the Bourbon Boys. Before I pass the mic over to this week's host, just something real quick. I was asked recently, cousin Bailey, how can we support the Bourbon Boys? Well, Kevin, there are a few ways actually. Number one, you can give us a good rating and review on your platform of choice. Number two, definitely subscribe to the pod using that platform. Number three, let's face it, you all know someone who likes SEC football. So share this episode or other episodes with them. Number four, You can support our sponsor. (laughs) And number five, if you know of an up-and-coming business, put them in contact with me, Cousin Bailey, about being a sponsor. Now that that's out of the the way, uh, let me send it over to our stand-in host this week, would be Malt Liquor, and he'll explain why.
1: Yeah, I am a stand-in, and the reason is Cousin Bailey's a liar, because he said four of us were going to be here at the beginning. There's only three.
0: Here, here. It's a... Live. it's a it's a it's an opening y'all it's an opening
2: you're MSNBC, uh, what do you
0: bro. mean there's only three of us what do you mean malt liquor
1: unfortunately gus the leader at 18 and 12 overall is buried with work or bullets or old style or all the above or negroni can't get away uh to uh share his wisdom at least verbally he did send us his picks uh ahead of time but um I am uh, trailing him only by one game. We were both six and three last week. Uh, So Gus is 18 and 12. I'm 17 and 13. Dr. Riffick was five and four. Um, His lack of faith in the big favorites kind of hurt him. But he's still right there. He's only a a game back from me. We got Cousin Bailey sucking high Ted at 13 and 17. But he bounced back over 500 for week three so trending upward um so uh we're excited i guess i mean i looked at this slate it's terrible to be honest so uh before we get into all that bullshit this might be our last podcast because apparently there's a hurricane brewing um we'll be fine and uh there's like at least two people on facebook that i follow they're freaking out about it so that must mean we all need to as well But um, I think we'll be all right. But if we're not, it'll be the last drinks together. So let's start with what everyone's drinking. Cousin Bailey, you lead us off.
0: Um, So I'm in New Digs. We uh, put together a uh, back house. We fixed it up. And so uh, what was once just my wife's crafting studio is now also my podcasting studio. So if you hear this AC in the back or... uh, me getting attacked by some kind of animal back here, then that'll explain that. But to, but back to the question at hand, uh, the reason I say that is I in this back fridge I've got a f- cooler full of uh, Lone Stars, uh, the national beer of Texas, which they do sell in Florida now. Um, I found that out a couple months ago at a Robert O'Keefe concert in Tampa from some Texans, and so um, I've go I go over to Total Wine every once in a while and grab a sixer, and so. Lone Star, the national beer of Texas. It tastes kinda like uh, like Budweiser. It's a, it's better than Budweiser, but not nothing fancy.
1: Yeah, I've had it. It's uh it's fine. Yeah. Dr. Riffick, how about you?
2: Uh had the stick with the dragoon. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> but uh it's the Goon Fest. Ooh. Yeah. It's there. What flavor uh, is that? Oktoberfest Marzan. Okay. I, know, I know Larry would be highly disappointed because he's a Mars hand fan, but yeah, he's I well, more. Yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I
1: have a Warsteiner. Picked up a six pack at Publix. Hell yeah, uh, pretty solid. Um, feeling better, so gonna uh, have a few beers.
2: Why not? You sa- you uh, sound better, sir.
1: Yeah, thank yeah. you,
2: thank you. So what are we doing? You were last week. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, we can get into the games. Obviously, the the big highlight from last weekend or low light was uh, the Gators just pathetic display in victory over some of your USF Bulls. But that was pretty disappointing. Um, Auburn shot the bet at home. Um, nothing else. Like LSU had a nice. Nice win for me. A M held off my Miami, but um, we can't get into all that once we get in the slate of games. So this is just a terrible slate of games. I can't say it enough. There's really nothing really noteworthy. Um, I mean, I guess if you haven't been watching the Gators, you think Gators versus Tennessee is going to be a compelling matchup. It must be pretty compelling because game day is going there. So I'm I'm kind of scared to see what other big games there are. But the rest of the SEC slate is pretty terrible. It's like I was almost like doubting the doctor because I'm like these have to be some of these have to be division, two, But no, they're all just shitty BCS matchups. Um, So we'll start out with probably the shittiest one. Uh, We've got Kent State, a 45 and a half point underdog on the road against America's darling Kirby smart and his vaunted Georgia bulldogs, the dark horse Heisman candidate Stetson Bennett. The fourth is, uh, I mean that I watched the first quarter of their game against South Carolina and they just looked like a machine. Yeah. Um, they really have done nothing but impress all year. Uh, I looked at Kent State's kind of slate. They uh, played Washington pretty close on the road. I think they lost by two touchdowns. Got smoked by Oklahoma and then beat some bullshit team. Um, I mean, really, I think the only reason to take Kent State is, A, the number's big. And, um, you know, figure maybe Georgia's due to be a little bit sluggish. I honestly have no idea, but... Um, I'm just going to stick with the dogs until they fail to cover a number. That's the extent of my analysis.
0: I totally agree with you. And that's basically my analysis when it comes to the Bulldogs, because I, I feel like um, the only thing, I, the only concern I possibly have had would be that that standard, you know, like maybe they're going to pull the, some of the guys out. But last week uh, when they were kicking the shit out of South Carolina, Stetson Bennett apparently had the flu and I think he threw up on the sideline. The guy played into like the fourth quarter or at least through the third quarter. So I don't know if pulling guys out is Kirby's thing, or even if they do, they're definitely going to, they're definitely outmatch uh, Kent state. So, I mean, uh, I think even with their second and third stringers, they're probably going to be putting up points late. Um, The, their defense is fantastic. Georgia's of course, um, the over is a little silly because, I mean, 63, you're basically looking at Kent State scoring 10 points. I mean, I'm, that's basically my analysis. Like, they maybe score 10 points, um, you know, maybe with, like, the, the reserves in, they could get a backdoor cover if they, you know, if it was, like, 50-something to 10 or 50-something to three, and then they go ahead and score that. So I don't really love the over necessarily, but I love the – I mean, I enjoy the line. I appreciate the line. I'm going to take Georgia,
1: who I, who I, I hate – yeah, I agree with you. I think the play here is the under. Yeah.
0: So, so uh, Doc, who do you and uh, Gus have?
2: Well, we have our first sweep of the week. I mean, it's uh-huh. Georgia. Jesus. We're yeah. all going to take them until they fuck up. I mean, that's the bottom yeah, line. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> exactly right. I mean, are they going to fuck up, though?
2: They're not. Um, They're going to yeah. win the next three national championships in a row. Yeah.
0: We're in for...
2: I- I don't know. How do you compare it to like Satan coming down on earth? I think yeah. that's what we're in for.
0: Yeah, it's been a couple of years. So uh, hopefully the Gators will be good in three or four years and we can get off the ledge. I've been saying that for 14 years. Is that right? Anyways, uh, okay. Our first sweep. We're still in the noon o'clock hour. Um, and this is a barn burner. <laughs> barn. Uh, the reason I say that is because Missouri who's terrible, is going to Auburn, who is, I don't want to say terrible, but not good. Um, they've also got their own off-the-field issues with their coach, apparently. You know, as, as I've said ad nauseum over the past couple of years, um, no coach is safe in, in, in the Plains because of all the, um, the, the, the crazy booster shit they got going on at Mafia behind, uh, behind them. So I, I, um, I think not only is, there, is their play not great, not inspired, um, I think also, you know, having the off the field stuff is not good. Auburn is favored by seven points at home. And I, I would totally stay away from this game in general. I just feel like Auburn's got a little bit more talent and a little more toughness. Um, I don't mean to critique Missouri. I'm sure their coach is a fine man, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I, I just feel like judging by the way the two teams played last week, um, you know, that's not a actually not a good thing to do. Um, Auburn seemed to come out strong last week. When I just just I mean like I watched some of the game and then I watched the highlights because I missed the beginning. You know they had some big hits. They had a stop. It, it seemed like they were in, they were playing fairly inspired and then Penn State just kind of ran away with the game. Um, Missouri uh, struggled with Abilene Christian and when I say struggle, I mean they they beat them um, like thirty four to seventeen or something. Like, yeah, thirty four to seventeen. So it wasn't like it was ever. In doubt per se, but this is Abilene Christian. Um, and you're in the SEC, so you need to act like it. Um, but, you know, they scored, Abilene scored their two touchdowns in the second half. It really, I mean, the game was never in doubt as far as I'm concerned. Um, there were some decent stats by the quarterback. Uh, you know, he went 22 of 31 for 297 yards and three touchdowns for uh, Missouri. Um, so that that's interesting, but their running game is complete shit. Um, so I, or at least, at least looks like it. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and take Auburn. Uh, I don't love it. I was, I said, I'd probably stay away and re in, in reality, but I am going to take Auburn at, at home, uh, favored by seven.
1: Yeah. Um, when I first saw this, I was inclined to take Mizzou and then I looked at what Mizzou did. And as you mentioned, not too inspiring. Um, they, uh, and did you, Kansas State, incidentally lost to Tulane? Did you Remember? see that? Yeah. I
0: forgot about that. Um, That's not
1: good. And I watched, I watched a lot of that Auburn Penn State game, too. Was, I felt like it was pretty competitive in the first half, but Auburn had four turnovers to none. And then it just kind of spiraled out of control there. I was actually pretty impressed by Penn State. They seemed disciplined and pretty well coached and had some some talented guys are running backs pretty good in his name, but, um, Mizzou's biggest sort of down downside to them. And there are a lot, but the worst one is their run defense, which is, uh, what sort of tipped me towards taking Auburn as the home favorite. Um, if they don't cover this, I will write them off for the rest of the year and never pick them again.
2: Yeah. But no I, problem.
1: yeah.
0: I agree. Um, so Doc, who do you and Gus like?
2: Uh, I will go with you guys and I'll take Auburn, but man, Gus is gonna go with Mizzou. I don't know, man. On, man. Lone you pick that, tiger. You pick,
0: yeah. You picked that bandy one,
2: huh? Hey, time to pick up some ground. All right, so the last
1: of the Nooners, another just horrible matchup, bowling green, Falcons at Mississippi State. Mississippi State coming off tough loss at LSU. They are a 30-point favorite over Bowling Green. Urban Meyer's first stop, but probably not his last. If you've been watching the news. Um, Nebraska. (laughs) But uh, Bowling Green is just complete shit. They got smoked by UCLA, lost to Eastern Kentucky. I think it took overtime to beat Marshall. Um, and, you know, that, that LSU game was – I mean, Mississippi State was up 13 points and um, kind of got a little steamrolled in the second half, which was a little bit surprising. They got hurt on the ground quite a bit. I think Daniels had close to 100 yards, gave up two, over 200 yards total. But Bowling Green's strength is throwing, um, and that plays into Miss, Mississippi State's strengths on defense with their is pretty good. They had, they just – Completely overmatch Bowling Green, um, and uh, I think they're going to want to look look good coming off a loss and cover this number. I don't love it, but uh, I'll lay the points and take the home favorite by thirty. I'm going to do the same. Uh,
0: basically, it speaks more about Bowling Green, but it seems like Mississippi State. Like I, I actually had, I thought I had a good feeling about that game because I, I picked Mississippi State to beat um, um, to beat LSU last week, which turned out to be a huge mistake but, um, they were, they had me feeling okay in the first half. Um, let's see. Yeah. I mean, it was, well, it was 13 to seven at half, but then in the fourth quarter, um, there was a turnover, I think like near the goal line. And then, you know, LSU had two just like backbreaking drives or excuse me, one backbreaking drive. And then another one that just uh, had a 47 yard run for a touchdown. So, um, you know, you just don't come back from that. Um, you know when you're kind of a mediocre team as well, um, but we're talking SEC speed. I, I I really feel like Mississippi State's gonna kind of come out swinging in this game. So, Mississippi
2: State. All right, we got our second sweep of the week, but uh, I think the more important number is the under. I don't know. I'm feeling that.
0: So, so the over under is fifty two and a half.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Not the under. The over. The over. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus.
0: I feel like in Mississippi State's going to beat them by 30. They're going to score like, six, you know, they're going to score 50 yeah. something points.
2: I mean, every game that Bowling Green has played this year has gone over. Yeah. 70. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. That seems really low. Well, not 70. So 45 17, 59 57, 34 31. So. Yeah. Close. Yeah. I mean, well over 60.
1: Yeah. yeah well over 60.
2: So I think the over is uh the, the better number of towing the line here.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, um, I guess uh this is going to be Gus's game, and I don't mind talking about it for a second. Uh, okay. if you guys don't mind. So
2: yeah.
0: uh the 330 game on CBS, the true 330 game is uh, Florida at Tennessee game as uh mentioned in the opening by our illustrious uh host this week, Malt Licker game day is going to be there um this is a big uh big matchup yes it, it does make you concerned about the rest of the, the rest of the national slate but um this is a top you know this is a, a two ranked teams it, it, on, on paper it makes a lot of sense why um you know the, the the other reason and and i i hate to mention this is florida's on a, a ridiculous streak right now i think we won like 15 of 16 or something absurd but more importantly to the national media is that Tennessee is favored by 10 and a half points over Florida I think this is the most they've ever been favored over us I think the the most they've ever been favored in the past before this week was like five or seven or something like that so Tennessee, I I think everyone's looking for Tennessee to break the streak to make it a true rivalry again game day could have totally gone to some bullshit FCS game if they wanted to I'm sure but They chose to go there because everybody's rooting against Florida and that's fine. Florida with, with good reason. I might add Florida looked okay on offense in the first half last week, but judging by, I'm, I'm I'm fairly certain our texts were, uh, you know, made it clear how we felt after the game was over, you know, well into the third and fourth quarter, Florida looked like complete shit. Um, USF is not a good team despite what Billy Napier would love you to believe after the uh, game, all he could talk about was how great USF was. Uh, And I just, I almost got sick to my stomach because they're not good. And it was obvious uh, covering and all that shit. So I've been kind of getting synopses of uh, different podcasts all week. And some people are like certain Anthony Richardson's hurt, but the, the company line, and I think the more reality is that they've been afraid to let him get hurt. So And, I, and, and not, not necessarily like the play calling, which has come into effect, but they have, they've said it to uh, Anthony Richardson. They told him to be careful. And I feel like I'm not saying he's dumb or anything, but he's really young and he doesn't know what's going on. And I really think he probably has taken that to heart and has made him extraordinarily hesitant. Um, and that's not a good quality when, you, when, when running is, is an essential part of your game. Uh, and, and, you know, I, he said it has nothing to do with the spies that, that the defense has been putting on him every week. I, um, I don't know if that's true or not, but I think that he has been limiting himself and that, you know, mentally and physically, and that is a terrible thing to do. So they need to shake the shit out of that in this week. I mean, I know we're talking, we're already on Thursday. So my point is, I don't think it's happening. And I, I, hate, I hate this feeling so much. I hate being helpless against the balls because I have felt like it's conceivable we'd lose in the past, but I've always felt like we had a fighter's chance in this game. And, and unless um, Ventral Miller, who I think is, is apparently gonna go this week, even though he was originally told three to four weeks, he's um, coming back after two weeks, which may be too early, but I mean, he's essential. Now, and, and Amari uh, Burley or whatever said that, uh, Bernie rather said that, that, that you know, like they, they've got a new game plan for Tennessee. That's all well and good. I've just, I've seen it, I've seen it th- two weeks in a row. You know, they're picking bad times to play good games like, like Brenton Cox, he played good late last week, but is he capable of doing it all for, you know, I mean, they're missing gaps. I mean, I, I, I was watching, uh, I was watching these clips that the guy from read and reaction was putting up and it was just so hard to watch seeing like guys over commit, under commit, not even, not, not trusting the other guys missing their assignments. And I feel like you don't learn that after one week. And I hate to say it, but I do think we're going to get freaking boat raced by them. So I'm going to take the balls.
1: All right. Let the record show the Red Sox are fucking pussies. They walked judge three times already. No, um, you didn't really. Yep. Yep. He's over 1 with three walks. I fucking hate them so much. Yeah, they're the worst. Uh, but, yeah, so thoughts on the Gators and their chances this game. I think we either get absolutely destroyed or win the game. Uh, <laughs> and I think the money line is paying better than 3 to 1. So if you think for some reason the Gators aren't going to get killed, then maybe do that uh, after getting your head examined. But um, – My comments on the Gators, I'm going to – several thoughts. The fact that, like, Ventrell Miller, who's, like, probably not even going to get drafted in the NFL, is, like, the linchpin to our defense, tells you where our talent is now. Um, Like, the fact that we don't have any good linebackers living in the state where we live and the type of athletes that we have access to just shows – how negligent Mullen was as a recruiter. Um, also, did he just like exclusively want to recruit like 6 2 wide receivers that are big but slow and have no like ability to make anyone miss? If we run a screen or reverse to Xavier Henderson, Henderson, again, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, seriously. I am more dynamic in the open field as a drunk 43-year-old than he is. Um, and then with respect to Richardson, speaking of Mullen, I did see him. He had a clip where he actually made some decent points where he's like, he was so dinged up last year, we could never really get him a lot of um, reps. And you can tell that he's thinking too much. Um and that he generally was better when he felt free to do things and move around. And we're not doing that because we have no depth at quarterback. Um, so a lot of this is Mullen's fault. I do have some critiques of Napier that um, make me feel a little bit nervous. Obviously it's very early, but we've been outscored, I think like 24 to nothing in the third quarter. Yeah. No adjustments. Absolutely no adjustments. We had a shit ton of false starts lining up penalties. That to me seems like a sign of coaching. Special teams is terrible. And then the decision to call timeout after USF snapped the ball underneath the quarterback's legs, they're like in panic mode. Yeah. And we bail them out and call timeout for him. I understand he was trying to save it so that, you know, we'd have time if they kicked a field goal to go down and kick another one. But sometimes you got to look what's going on on the field. Yeah. Um, you it know, was like it was written on a play card, you know, like on what yeah. do I
0: do in this circumstance?
1: Right. And I mean, I'm, I, you know, I think that works most of the time, but, you know, not all the time. That That's what leads you not to bring up a sore subject, but that's what leads you to pull Blake Snell in the World Series when he's pitching the game of his life. Anyway, I totally
0: I totally agree with you. I know I was hot that night and it's
1: yeah. on the record. But, Ouch um,
2: butcher. Ouch butcher. Um,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm still Tennessee has looked good, but sure they beat Pitt, but that was kind of Pitt's quarterback got hurt. Um, but I think it just I keep going back to the fact that Richardson's melted down two straight games at home with 90,000 people on his side. Right. What's he going to do with a hundred thousand against him? So I think the I think the balls roll. Unfortunately, this is my lock of the week.
0: Yeah. Let me say, um, there's you know like Tennessee is like missing some you know running backs. I think um, they didn't run well against Pitt last week. So there are there are like I hate to put it this way, but I mean there are like avenues in which we could win this game. I mean it's obviously not like a you know, there's a reason they play the game and kind of thing. And I've been watching, you know, I did the stupid thing. I've been watching highlights of past Florida games. I just never felt this bad. I never felt simultaneously this bad about Florida and this fairly confident in Tennessee. I know they, you know, whatever beat Pitt, but I'm ai mean, aside from the fact that he's wearing the wrong color, orange, I'm a fan of their quarterback.
2: What are you, what are you popping
0: the cork there on? Oh yeah, and I'm, I just opened up a bottle of Buffalo Trace, so that's what there I'm drinking go. right now. There um, go. Yeah, we needed a bottle back here. Hopefully, my wife doesn't uh, polish it off in the middle of the afternoon. Some days, just kidding. But um, I just, you know, like I'm, I'm not like I've, I've almost. I was telling some guys on a Gator Gator text thread I'm on, like, like Saturday night, I was like certain what I was doing. Like, I'm definitely picking against Florida. And I called the line too. I knew it was going to be 10. And then I was like, without knowing the history, that that would be the highest. And then, you know, like I let them talk me into like, you know, certain things. And I, you know, what like I said, I watched highlights of like, you know, Trey Burton and Austin Harden kicking a line drive 50-yarder. And, um, you know, I mean, that, um, you know, coming from behind uh, with the, the, you know, the, the 2006 game. But, I mean, that had Tebow leak. Dallas Baker, Cornelius Ingram on that, you know, I mean, a competent set of individuals, you know, we were down 17 to seven, I think, and came back in 120 20 to 21. So I just don't feel that this year. And I, I, it, it pains me to say that. Obviously I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't feel it. And you know, I don't think it's going to be a fun night on Saturday or
2: whatever. All right. Bye. I don't think you need to preference that. No, it is. What do you like? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go with you guys and say Tennessee obviously covers. Um, Maltlicker talked about the uh, money line. The money line for the Gators is plus 300. Yeah. What about the over, man? It's high as shit.
0: Yeah, 62 so, and a half.
2: Yeah, I'm, I, I would go with the under on that. And uh, Gus, our uh, fearless leader right now, he is all in on the Gators saying they're going to take this one down i hope he's right but uh, I, I, uh you know he's so made like some he said, calls
1: he had too many negronis when he made that pick uh-huh. <laughs>
2: negronis he
0: might have been running for his life you know and instead of typing uf or instead of typing ut type uf i mean he's on the streets of chicago that that town's turned into an
2: s-hole anyways i, I, I feel, feel like you're talking about lord lightfoot has that thing dialed in dude if Larry,
1: if Larry were here and contributing, I feel like he'd
2: give a oh. compelling argument on behalf of the Gators, but I just don't see it. Well, he's not here anymore. Yeah. Oh, Superman is dead. <laughs> Long live Clark Kent.
0: This uh, portion of the Bourbon Boys picking the SEC is brought to you by Pandemic Sauce Company. Amidst a worldwide pandemic and lockdown with nothing but time on its hands, a friend of the podcast started experimenting in his kitchen to occupy his time. He soon discovered a knack for combining a variety of peppers with fruit juices to create some unique barbecue sauces. After sharing his sauces with family and friends, he has now decided to share them with the rest of the world and the goal to become your new favorite sauce. Enter code bourbon boys at checkout for a discount when you purchase three bottles. That's PandemicSauceCompany.com and code bourbon boys. Now, I had the jalapeno apple last week. Um, I'm actually making a, I'm actually smoking a pork butt uh, tomorrow and I have a mango habanero ready to rock. So they've also, you know, we're looking at blueberry ghost pepper, pineapple reaper and scorpion guava, which all just sound like they're going to make my stomach turn do do uh, handstands. But I know that that's a favorite of of at least um, the producer. So PandemicSauceCompany.com and code bourbon boys at checkout. Cut. <clears throat> What's the next game? Oh, Christ, yeah. it's me. Right, let me get my pipes back in order. Um, so, <laughs> the, the next game is a four o'clock POS game on SEC Network. It's Tulsa at Oxford, Mississippi, Ole Miss, the home of my in laws who are wonderful people. Um, Ole Miss favored by 21 points over under 66 um this is a this is a type of game where i can totally respect a an over under in the 60s um i i uh old miss did exactly what we thought last week they went to atlanta and uh just gave it to um gave it to the yellow jackets um and i think there was some quote which kind of made me laugh um laugh and cry and I, you know but there's some quote that um, uh, Kiffin gave after the game where it alluded to the fact that he didn't want to kick uh, Jeff Collins and the jackets while they were down. So they, he basically said that, you know, had the game been a little closer, he would have kept throwing. Um, In other words, he he knew that they could score way more. Um, Tulsa lost uh, a barn burner at Wyoming earlier this year, uh, won a barn burner against Northern Illinois at home. And then, Jacksonville State, they beat fifty-four to seventeen. Um, you know, those are not terrible wins um, or loss for that matter. Uh, that's actually a pretty good, um, pretty good resume. Um, but Ole Miss, when Lane gets things, you know, going, you know, they um, they struggle a little early with Troy, took it to whoever that the second team they played, and then, like I said, I mean, they shut out. A, um, a div- you know, like they shut out an ACC opponent, forty-two to zero, scoring twenty-one points in the third quarter. Um, God, can you imagine if they played Florida? <laughs> they might double our uh, our current situation in the third quarter. Anyways, um, <clears throat> do I? You know, this is you know we're st- we're talking about twenty-one points against a team that has you know shown that they can score some. Uh, that seems a little high, uh, but. And I think I might trust my instincts on this one. I think I think it seems a little high. I don't, I don't see Ole Miss having a real problem, but maybe a backdoor cover might be an issue. The, the, um, the other issue, though, is the quote by Kiffin, if the game is close, he's going to keep throwing. Uh, that might get him into trouble a little bit. So I, I think I enjoy the over, and I enjoy Tulsa maybe just slightly beating the spread. But um, I'm definitely taking uh, Ole Miss to win the game, but Tulsa to uh, cover. Or to be
1: spread, um, yeah, I'm gonna go the other side of this. I like Ole Miss big again. Um, I don't know, I'm not too impressed with Tulsa. Um, no, Wyoming is not where that the uh, I love their uniforms, but they had that yeah. famous case where they found the gay dead guy anyway in Laramie. Yeah, forget his name, they did a movie about it.
0: No well, yeah, I, there, God I remember there were people trying to discredit like the sympathy for the, the story uh, i don't know if you ever heard this, but like there are all these kind of websites. people brought up the fact that like you know he was a drug user or, or I mean you know I don't mean brought up like as in fact, but they suggested that it might have been a drug deal or a drug situation gone bad. It had nothing to do with him being gay and i'm like, right that's what you do in redneck laramie you 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 tie a guy behind a car and drive him you know and, and drag him down the road gravelly road um they certainly yeah. do not do that the gay people in uneducated and you know oh god here i am sound like a fucking northerner but you know what i mean uh but yeah that poor bastard
1: yeah um, fuck wyoming i don't know why i even mentioned that but that's came. <laughs> to my, i actually drove by their football field six years ago driving from denver to jackson hole I feel like I'm going to be persona non grata if I go there. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have dropped all this. Yeah, are there any subscribers in
2: Laramie? Um, yeah, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah. Uh, we have 495 subscribers in Laramie.
0: Now, I thought you meant overall. I was about to say, I'm going to get Mrs. Cousin Bailey working on those shirts. By the way, people listening, if we get up to a set over a number of subscribers, we're going to start making and selling merchandise with some of your favorites. Uh, taglines that we say,
1: yeah. Uh, you can tell how much I've dug into the ins and outs of this game by bringing up a 20 year old hate crime, but uh, anyway, I'll take a whole miss. I'll, I'll ride the lane train till it goes off the tracks.
0: Is there ever a wrong time to bring up a hate crime? No, yeah, maybe a sports podcast. No, no. What about uh, Gus and what about Zachary Terrific? What about Gus? What about Doctor?
2: Yeah, sorry, sorry, apologize. Uh, we will both take Ole Miss. So All right, it's so on the uh, solo with, uh, with the golden shower. I think it's the golden flash. Oh, yeah. Well, well that's can you, you get what you get?
1: Great. Right. All right. So we we leave a shitty game at four o'clock to a just a shitty game at 7 o'clock. Northern Illinois, the Huskies, I guess they're on the SEC.
0: Yeah, the, rotation.
1: here. Uh, go to the Crown Jewel, Kroger Field in Lexington, taking on the eighth-ranked Wildcats, Ugh. who are 25-point favorites. The uh, over-under is 53-and-a-half. Um, I think I said last week that Kentucky's a fraud. I still believe it, but I don't think uh Northern Illinois is going to take the mask off because they're not that good. But um not only that, they may be without the aforementioned Rocky Lombardi, who uh left last week's game against Vanderbilt in the second quarter. He was actually playing pretty well. I think he was like seven of seven with a couple touchdowns, and they were ahead and he left and it all went downhill. Um, he's still uncertain for this game. So if you're inclined to take Northern Illinois, maybe monitor that. I don't know. Follow his mom on Instagram. Um, and uh, <laughs> But I think she might have an OnlyFans account. But uh, anyway, uh, I'll take the Wildcats. But I have absolutely no idea what's
2: happening in this game. She has a joint OnlyFans account with uh, Java Chamberlain's mom. It's a joint one. Why that is that one? No, she's dead.
0: Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. Jesus. That took a dark turn, guys. I'll be honest with you. It went from her having an
2: OnlyFans account to, to that. Oh, shit. Was that allowed? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Edit.
0: Keep that she's in. A, I don't know, man. That's some slanderous shit. For sure. All right. I guess you can't slander the dead. Um. So yeah, I mean Kentucky only beat Youngstown State thirty-one to zero last year, last week. But the um, the knowledge about uh, about um, Northern Illinois quarterback uh, is telling. Uh, Kentucky's got a good defense. They shut out Youngstown, who I'm not saying is good or great, but you know I don't think Northern Illinois is like a tremendous step up. Um, it's a twenty-five point. Uh, what is it 25 25 and a hook twenty-five point um, spread. I have no problem with that. I think there might even you know. Now, let me look at the spread. Look at the over-under, 53-and-a-half. I think Kentucky can put some points on them. And I definitely don't trust Northern Illinois' offense now any more than I did last week. Well, I mean, less than I did last week. So, yeah, I like Kentucky. I like Kentucky big. What about the Dr. Riffick, and what about gas?
2: Sweep it.
1: All right. I Googled her and found her mugshot. Uh, Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the the first one. Anyway, okay. Um, so Shoot Gus it. is out. I'll do the summer year, probably the best game of the week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, From competitive standpoint. We've got Arkansas licking their wounds after a near disastrous loss to Southern Missouri, or is it Eastern? Was it Eastern Missouri? Missouri State? I
0: think it was Missouri State.
1: Uh, yeah, they uh they almost lost to their old coach Bobby P. Um which makes me wonder did they purposely schedule that game while he was their coach because that seems really dumb or did yeah. was it a coincidence that it's like why would you want to bring in your disgraced liar of an adulterous coach coming in as an opponent
0: It definitely doesn't seem like I mean it seems like when, when did he become the coach there I don't know. His, sch- his schedules are made like four, sometimes four years out. Right. So, I mean,
1: Spe- so. yeah, that- we could, I mean, we could, don't we play. Speaking of former adulterous liar coaches, don't we play Arizona state and aren't they among the teams room kicking the
2: tires on urban urban's coming back to Florida. God. Um,
0: well, I've heard Nebraska, Auburn, I guess Arizona State. So they have they've had enough of uh, play to win the game, guy.
2: I think they fired him. What? Good lord, Herm Edwards.
0: Yeah, didn't he okay. get canned? Oh yeah, he's ah. canned. Oh, shit. I guess my uh, yeah, Arizona you know State better than played. us.
2: Yeah, he can go bye bye.
0: When did he get fired? For this season? Like this week. Oh oh oh! Okay, so he was the coach. Okay. Bobby Petrino has been on the been the coach of Missouri State for three years. This is his third season, I guess. So, yeah, it's conceivable they did this. I bet you when they. I bet you, I wonder how long they tried to uh, how hard they tried to get out of the play in this game when he took the job two years ago. Anyways,
1: after five years of above five hundred football at ASU, Edwards appeared to be fired right on the field following the team's loss to Eastern Michigan on Saturday. 48 hours later, he was spotted flying commercial out of not just the state, but the hearts and minds of Devils, Sun Devils fans
2: everywhere. Yeah. How about this A- headline? The AD came on the field and said, we're going to have to make an immediate change. And that's how it went down. How about this headline from ESPN? Amid NCAA investigation and
0: sluggish one and two start, Herm Edwards is out. Did I ever tell you I saw him in Oxford, Mississippi in November of 2008? Why? No. I absolutely no idea. He was, I mean, I guess he was working as an analyst or, you know, like as a, uh, you know, uh, in the media at the time. But I could not, for the life of me, figure out what he was doing in there. I was there for, uh, it was Ole Miss versus like Louisiana Monroe or something like that. It was homecoming in November in Oxford. Let me tell you something. I know you guys have been there, going to a game in the Grove in the cool, cool November weather, when you know you don't give a shit who how the game really turns out, is an, is a nice success, is a is a nice uh, experience.
1: I'll, I'll say that. So, but yeah, I don't even remember what the hell we were talking about. So I saw once randomly in Gainesville, um, and this is great. I only wish Gus were here, but it was Lou Holtz. Oh, yeah. pumping his gas at, like, one of the gas stations on Archer Road. And I think I read later, it, was, it wasn't it was when he was coach of South Carolina. It was either before or after that. Was he given, like, the pep talk? Did, no, his wife was getting treated at Shands oh, for, like, cancer or something. God.
0: Well, maybe it's good that Gus isn't here to make that voice, given that. Yeah. Um, did then, you go up to him, And then our, our friend
1: Johnny – Saw the guy, the guy that played. Remember the guy, the Seinfeld, the guy Rudy who worked at the vintage clothing store. Yeah, I love that guy. Johnny saw him at a gas station. In Gainesville. In Gainesville. What was he doing in Gainesville? I don't know. It's probably better ninety percent that it just was just a guy that looked like him.
0: It's it's probably better that we don't know what he was doing, so we can never fact check it. Just or, he was or there. Johnny
1: was on several substances, or all all of the above. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, he's
0: the guy that was buying the the, the used clothes. Yeah, right? Moss. They got Moss. Yeah, he was buying. He bought the 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 cr- cruise wear or whatever the Cabana wear.
1: Yeah, Frank's <laughs> cr- Frank's Cabana wear. <laughs> um. Yeah, all right. Arkansas AM. Oh yeah. Kind of digression, but interesting. Uh like I said, they barely beat Bobby Petrino. Uh, I actually looked at some of the details. They needed like two really long touchdowns. I think they had a punt return and like a 70 yarder. Um AM bounced back with a win. Um over the gutless Mario Cristobal that team. I mean that guy, he may be able to recruit well, but his decision-making like they kicked three field goals from like inside the five, um, including one when they're down 10 points or 11 points with like six minutes
2: left. It's like, dude, anyway. Um, that's must champ kiss.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, I think Miami's mediocre and they seem to be better than a and i A&M. I'm not going to read too much into A&M's poor performance last week. I still think they're a good team. Um, and I like them getting points. I think they're going to win this outright. So I will take the two and a half on the road and back our buddy Pittman and the Hogs. So you took Arkansas? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, okay.
0: Um yeah, so this game, as you mentioned, I think, is in the neutral site. Am I right? Isn't this played in Arlington? This is one of those awesome kind of um, experience kind of games. It's a Southwest – the old Southwest Conference classic. Um, Arkansas and AM. they're both in the Southwestern Conference. Um, I think Arkansas used to be – was the only team in the conference that wasn't not in, in Texas. the state. Yeah, not from the state of Texas. I mean, that's some interesting – praise, I guess, you know, Texans love themselves in, in a good way.
2: You know, know who won,
1: Who was Arkansas's coach when they won the Southwest conference?
0: I believe it was Lou Hos. Yeah. That's
1: okay. um, uh, great. And, you know, and
0: you know, A&M storied history, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, they, they have a quarterback who's competent and that's kind of like the, the thing they were missing. Um, uh, I bet you, Well, I don't touch anything. Um, I've been high on Arkansas all year, and um, I don't. I'm not going to. I told myself I'm not going to stray from that path. I didn't love that they uh, struggled against a uh, shipbox opponent last week, but you know, there's a lot of lot going on in that game, and a lot of uh, you know. Also, you you play down to your opponent sometimes. Blah blah blah. This game, the, the 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 line is strictly related to the fact. That this game is oft close, often close, and I like Arkansas as well. Um, I'm going to roll with them until they prove me. They prove otherwise uh, in games we actually pick. Uh, I, I'm not too much in on sitting too much on A and M, but I'm definitely going to go with uh, the Hogs this week. Call the Hog. How about uh, Doctor Riffic and how about Gus?
2: Bad news for Gus. Okay. Second second lone wolf for Gus. He could be. Uh... In the yeah, he could be in the middle of the pack here. Let me say something else real quick. So he, speaking of, oh, sorry, go ahead. He took Tamu. You. Who'd you take? Ah, well,
0: I guess. Well, he took um,
2: Lone Wolf would kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's why I stopped talking.
2: The uh, um, the Re- Re- much? Yeah, the uh, thing that the thing
0: that I hate to bring this up because I don't want to sit shit on too many people's traditions because I bet you like I've heard somebody make fun of um the way we sing, we are the boys. And the way he did it really made me feel kind of stupid for a second. And so like I don't want to shit on too many people's traditions. Wait, wait.
1: How did he make fun of it? And who is this jerk?
0: Well, he's actually an alright guy,
1: Tennessee fan, if you
0: can believe it. Uh you know, which was a fun three years of law okay. school because like we beat them every year. And every year he would tell me this is their year and, you know, mm-hmm. so forth and so on. But he's actually he's actually one of a you know pretty decent fella. But um, he had kind of a he, – he, he had a way of kind of uh, using an effeminate uh, nature about certain things, putting an effeminate flair on certain things. And so he's like, he's like, Bill, what's that one – he's like, because what's that one song you guys sing where it goes? F-L-O-R-I-D-A! And he kind of had a little kick, you know, with his foot. And, like, I'm not saying that in and of itself is – it's just not tough. And so it kind of made me think-
2: You're gonna let have somebody No, that- No, 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 no.
0: This was that into actually 14 years ago. And I, you know, he's an all right guy. Hey, whatever, he's a Tennessee fan, what can you do? But the point is, I was like, we don't have a song like that. What are you talking about? And then I go, oh yeah, we are the boys. that does kind of spell it out. I mean, my point is, you know, in a vacuum, or not in a vacuum, but like in a, in a different context, some of the shit we do looks stupid. But I think we can all agree that anyone outside of um, College Station probably looks at the yell and the way those, the midnight yell that um, the Aggies cheer squad do. It looks a little silly. When you say the way the guys are dancing and stuff with them, I mean, it's just, it's like, it kind yeah, of reminds me. Yeah, they look like, like a bunch like, of fucking. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. it kind of reminds me of like, when when like you know, in like it sounds the like olden- you're
2: attacking Tom Petty. That's what it sounds like. No, I love Tom Petty. No, uh sounds- but
0: it, it it sounds no, this listen not me. It kind of reminds me of like you know, old movies where they'd have like guys play the girl characters on you know, like in plays or something like that, like maybe Shakespearean time, they'd have like guys play. Yeah, playing. there were there were no
1: female actors.
0: Right. It's kind of Act- like a really like old school thing where like the guys are doing a lot of like I, I prefer my cheerleaders. No, Now, what I'm trying to say is I prefer my cheerleaders with zero balls. That's just the way I roll. And it just seems like the yell kind of emphasizes the it's opposite. Let's <laughs> we'll see if it works out. <laughs> Anyways. So, okay, so Gus being the lone Aggie in that game. Uh, now we're going to uh, Vanderbilt uh, at Alabama. Alabama with a, you know, I mean, look, I know it's random, but
2: Speaking of marginally. Uh, yeah. Into All right. It, let's get back to Vanderbilt, Alabama.
0: I like that. You can keep that segue. <laughs> 7.30. Vanderbilt uh, is uh, the SEC East opponent that's been dragged over across the borders to play uh, Alabama this year. Alabama at home. Seven, uh, excuse me. 70. That's interesting. 41 and a half point favorite. Uh, Vandy, you know, they, 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 uh, surprised me last week and, and beat Northern Illinois, uh, but they're pretty much shit. Um, they have the capabilities of scoring, uh, against lesser opponents, uh, last week, Alabama beat Louisiana Monroe, um, 63 to seven avenging that, uh, loss that Saban encountered his first year at Alabama. Um. I I don't think there's a couple, there's a couple curiosities here because the over under is 59. So it's another one below 60, but we're not really concerned about Alabama being able to score against lesser opponents. So the question is, does Vanderbilt have like eight, you know, 17 something points in them against Bama? I just don't, uh, I just don't think so. I, I think that I, I, I like, but I think Alabama is definitely capable of just blowing the doors off. Uh, Vandy. I think it's going to happen. I like the 41 and a half. Um, I don't trust Vanderbilt for like any kind of backdoor cover. This isn't, you know, Northern Illinois or some Mac, some other Mac team. Um, I, I think Alabama is going to roll big time and, uh, I think I would take the over. It's, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. I I think Vandy's good for a field goal or two here. So that's it.
1: Yeah. I mean, Vanderbilt's been a little frisky this year. I think they've already, haven't they already beaten their win total for the season? It was two and a half and they're three and one. Um, you know, uh, there's frisky and then there's cover number and Alabama frisky.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But, I mean, I think Alabama showed me enough last week and uh, didn't realize that uh, part of what helped Vandy win was uh, Vince Lombardi's grandson getting hurt. So, I'm with you. I'll lay the number and and take the tide at home.
2: What about Dr. Riffick and what about Gus? Uh, We're actually going to sweep this, which I'm going to say Gus is a coward. Yes. Yeah. Because, total sellout. Because I think in the beginning of the year, he said Vandy would beat Bama. It'll be
0: worth it to lose this just so that he goes down with the ship, so to speak. He
2: anchors yeah. down with the ship. Should we just switch his pick? No, no. Because yeah. if not the off chance they do do it, it'll, <laughs> I don't want to get fucked right. either. Right. <laughs> Watch him <what we laughs> now, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll switch oh this.
0: Win outright. Didn't you say the Vandy's going to be Georgia at some point?
1: Yes, Georgia. We get, we got to protect the integrity of the picks, so we can't change it. All uh, right, all right. It. Sweep it. Sweep. Okay, the second to last game. Los Lobos of New Mexico are traveling all the way across the country to uh, Baton Rouge, where they will take on LSU, who is um, coming off a big big W at home. Really turned it on in the fourth quarter. Uh, Just saw this. uh, As of three hours ago, their uh, star receiver, Booty, is out of the game. Get this. For the birth of his child. (laughs) Can you imagine (laughs) that to an LSU fan 40 years ago?
2: I just want to hear the name of the child first. Oh, I know.
1: Let's see. Oh well, it's not been born yet. Anyway, go ahead.
0: I no, I'm just trying to like imagine, like in a professional setting. I've heard of things like this, you know, like certain players have missed, you know, like baseball players or NFL players have missed games to be, you know, by their wives' side. But I mean, did they say wife? Sorry, not to get crazy here, but I mean, like you know, there are plenty of booties that have played at LSU, so I'm certainly not making any assumptions about anything.
1: Nope. Don't the Gators have a senior on their team?
0: Yeah, Gervon Dexter, I think, right? Or it's somebody, it's one of our, uh, yeah.
1: One of our defensive guys is a senior. Yeah. Which, yeah, congrats. Good for him. Uh, Anyway, I'm happy for... uh, It's Gervon Dexter, yeah. Kayshawn Booty and whoever his wife or, I mean, lady is. Um, I'm
2: sure it's Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah. Healthy, wealthy, and wise.
1: Tiffany with an IE. Um, But yeah, New Mexico...
2: With a heart above the eye.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So they beat the Bears of Maine. Got handled by Boise State and lost to UTEP. Um, I mean, I think without Booty, LSU's not going to be quite... Not that they've been terribly explosive on offense, but... um, I just I don't trust them enough to cover a big number like this yet. So I will take Los Lobos, the road underdog.
0: Yeah, I'm actually feeling the same way. The um, concern I have is that uh, you know one game we didn't pick because we weren't uh, there was no line. Uh, LSU beat Southern sixty-five to seventeen. They've played you know decent opponents. Games one and game two or game three. And they were, you know, closer, especially going into the fourth quarter. Um, I just don't know much about New Mexico because, you know, to use one of my catchphrases, I didn't do any research. Um, So, yeah, they they got beat by Boise State. And then they, you know, had a whatever against Utah, UTEP. Um, But my my initial thought was I was inclined to agree with you. And I think I'm probably going to stay that way just because. You know, this this breaking news about Abram Booty's distant cousin, Josh, Josh and Abram Booty's distant cousin um, really uh, can turn the turn, turn the tide, so to speak. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take New Mexico. Um, I I really kind of also hoping that Brian Kelly hasn't figured shit out because Florida needs every break. We can get late on us here. So what about Dr. Riffick and what about Gus?
1: House divided. They both take the tag as. Is- oh Lord Musta.
0: Laury. Lowdy You know, I think we're on like the uh how long ago was 2006? 15 uh-huh. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? 17 or six years ago?
1: 16 years minus ago? Minus six.
0: So sixteen years ago. Yeah. Uh I think this is the week or around the week of uh Dr. Riffic's uh Bachelor party in Nolens 16 years ago. That was a time I probably have forgotten parts of it. I immediately forgot parts of it and then remember most of the embarrassing parts. He's a you're on mute, sir.
2: Somebody licking the stripper pole at 10 30 well, in the morning was not me. Probably not, not me. No, not you. No one on the no. podcast. No one who's ever been on the podcast. No one who will be allowed to be on the podcast. So we're we'll all getting STDs.
0: Oh. Oh. All I did was black out after like how many? What are those things called?
2: Crystal burgers. No, 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 no. The 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 hand grenades.
0: Oh. The hand grenades. Yeah. I tried to go toe to toe with Doctor Riffick on hand grenade consumption, and I just blacked out. I had twenty-one
2: that one night. Yes. I had seven hand grenades. Uh, maybe maybe I had nine. Yeah, well, I
0: mean, no, 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 you can have as many as you want. I had nowhere near as many as you did. And those uh, shots
2: playing of the Remember Yeah. That was fun. Did I send Bye-bye. the ball over? Yeah. What's in a hand grenade? I don't know that I've ever had one. It's, it's a mix. plenty of hurricanes, but. It's just um, basically Everclear, and then they put, like, melon liqueur. Oh, it's it. delicious. Uh, our former bourbon boy gave the band at the bar – oh, shoot, like $20, $25. Play uh, Freebird. Really? That's all, that's all Larry wanted to hear was Freebird. Did they According? play it? Did they play it? Oh, yeah. And then the, there was a little uh, sign that said, uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Holy shit. What? Oh, wow. What?
0: This is Yankee
1: talk.
2: Oh, god damn it. What
1: so, happened? Judge just went warning he track yard. Center. He went warning track center field, almost was going to walk it off with 61. Shit.
2: Anyway. Did he go to yard or no?
1: no? No, warning track. I thought it was gone.
0: I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, I
1: don't get it. <laughs> so, I'd say they're
0: gin, vodka, rum, and a fr- fruit liqueur. But So it's from Tropical Isle. That's the name of the place. Mm -hmm. I know that's such a cliche place. I'm sure anybody who might have lived in New Orleans probably is rolling their eyes at us. But I mean, what the fuck else are you going to do in New Orleans? You go to the Garden District?
2: Actually, the better drink is the uh, Shark Attack. Oh, God. Have you ever had that? So basically, they poured the drink. It's like a blue drink. And then they get this little uh, plastic shark. They put grenadine in the shark. Oh. Pour it into the blue drink. Oh, it's a it looks fucking like... shark attack. And they throw it all oh. over you.
0: Oh, they throw it all over you? <laughs> no, that's less <that's> funny.
2: Um, <laughs> I think it's fun. Yeah, I don't know, of course it is. I, it's I, I fun. like fun. Sorry, dude.
0: So uh, when Larry turned 21, we had a multi kegger and had um, uh, hurricanes at, at our apartment, and everybody blacked out. That was a good time. It was like, I bought like a handle of probably just Captain Morgan and then the mixture from Publix. They sell. I love how they sell that shit at Publix. The, the hurricane mixture. And then just... The Pat O'Brien's mix. Yeah, yeah, the Pat O'Brien's mixture of hurricanes. But, um, but the reason, this is kind of a segue because we have crawfish boils at our house every year. And one year our illustrious producer sent the the cousin Bailey household like a mixtures of like I think it was mixtures of hand grenades and some hand grenade uh the yard glasses themselves Mm -hmm. and some you know and and some uh some beads and stuff because we 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 usually have it near Mardi Gras and um yes it was a I remember like there were some I don't want to say sophisticated people there but I had like a a punch bowl mixed with with hand grenade. I like people the party. Were,
2: I like the party, sir. I like the
0: party exactly. I would maybe like one of the, you know this group of
2: these two gentlemen were like,
0: uh, "What's in the containers?" I go, "Well, this is iced tea. This is sweet iced tea. You know, this is unsweet iced tea. This is sweet tea. This is hand grenades." This is <laughs> doctor like, I was like, "They're like, what's hand grenades?" I'm like, "Why don't you just give it a try?" They're like, "Oh, it's so sweet. I'll have another one." I'm like. Yes, you will blackout. The only problem is last year, Cousin Bailey browned out at his own crawfish boil. So it won't happen again.
2: You shit your pants?
0: Oh, I just don't remember like every. It's, it's, oh my God, it's disgusting.
2: Speaking of shitting your pants. No, no, we are not. That's a terrible segue. Time out. Brown out is when you don't quite blackout, is what I was trying to suggest. All right. Nope. We're going to South Carolina, Charlotte.
1: So a brownout is when you remember parts of the night? Well, I, yeah, I would say like, yeah. And a blackout's where you just lose the whole night.
0: Well, now I've also at, heard- You lose all
1: period of time.
0: I've heard millennials tell me that a blackout is when you just go like face down somewhere. And a brownout is when you actually are functioning through the, through the, 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 the lack of memory. Personally, I think a blackout, you're like, I mean, you can- blackout at a bar and next thing you know you're like you know playing air guitar on the on the bar and then you make it home somehow. Whereas yeah. a brownout is you're like I remember that. I remember that. I just remember all of them.
1: Falling, falling face first is a pass out. Pass out. Yeah exactly. Like I did in Clemson
2: that one right. time. Right. What, yeah. what, what's it called when you light fireworks off and light your friend's neighbor's house on fire?
0: That's called uh, a party. Illegal, and that's also hilarious because the cops got showed up. To the, did you hear? You remember that? The cops got called to my folks' house that night, nope. and we were all twenty-one. It doesn't matter. But um, the cop was basically only there because people had parked on both sides of the street and cars couldn't get through. But I went to the door and I said, "Can you? I, can I just tell them that you were here because of the fireworks?" And he's like, "Yeah, I don't care. Just get him to move the cars." And I'm like, "All right." So I went back and I go to the back of the house and I go, "Guys, sorry." Y'all got to stop the fireworks. Cops are just here. Oh, and by the way,
2: and by the way,
0: way, move your cars while you're at it.
2: (laughs) You motherfucker. You liar. You stopped stopped Larry and I. For the greater good.
0: That was the night you threw both of us in the pool and we had our cell phones. I don't know. I had my cell phone. Not true. I had my cell phone. I
2: did not do that. You pushed Larry, and Larry pushed me. Is that what it was? I didn't push anybody into the pool. That was... Somebody pushed Larry. Okay, edit. Dinner cruise gambler. All right, let's get
1: to the last game. Take us. You say that it's like someone's confused about geography. <laughs> it should be Charlotte, North Carolina. I, know,
0: I just thought you were saying
1: <laughs> Charlotte, but. Yeah, Char- Charlotte 49ers makes no sense. They found some gold in there. Zero. There, sense. Was there a gold rush in fucking Charlotte? Nope. Uh. Anyway, they're going into Cockland to take on South Carolina, who's a 22 point favorite. The over under is 69 and a half. Um. I mean, fuck. I know nothing about Charlotte. 22. Uh, um,
2: I know go South border.
1: Carolina has the shitty quarterback who people used to think was good. Um, they got boat raced by the dogs and that's about it. Uh, I mean, honestly, this is fucking coin flip for me. Um, whatever. I'll, I'll go with Beamer. I think, I think they, they want to like latch on to any chance they have to win a game. And um, so they'll do this in front of uh the faithful. I will not be watching this game. It's on ESPNU, but that's not why I won't be watching it because I have ESPNU. It's just a terrible game.
0: So uh, there was a gold rush in calif Carolina. Oh really? But it's the most fucking weird story. Not weird, but just like I'm trusting Wikipedia. So you know, pardon me, but like some some boy named Conrad Reed found a nugget while playing uh, in, his, in a creek, in a crick, I'm gonna say, near his family's farm. And it was a 70 17 pound gold nugget. However, since gold was not commonly seen in their community, and the value was not understood because they're rednecks, the nugget was used as a doorstop for several years. In 1802, Conrad's father, John Reed, showed the rock to a jeweler jeweler who recognizes gold and offered to buy it He's still unaware he sold it for 350 or approximately 66 dollars in today's term and it sounds like he got raped wow that's the second thought i mentioned that anyways yeah i'm gonna roll with south carolina only because i know very very little to nothing about charlotte and i feel like i feel like south carolina's got fight in them um, I am worried it's going to come to a head, um, but they uh, let's see. And also, I mean, who they beat? They beat Georgia State last week in a barn burner. But they lost. They've already lost to Maryland by a hefty amount, William and Mary by a hefty amount, and Florida Atlantic by hefty amount. And I think South Carolina is as good as those teams at least. So I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna go along and take uh, South Kakalaki. How about Gus? And how about how about uh, Dr. Riffit?
2: Gus is going to take the cocks, But I don't know. I got a Hinkley feeling. Charlotte.
1: All right. So uh, that is the last game of this underwhelming slate. But kind of when the games are shitty, the Bourbon Boys gets a little bit better because we start talking about others. The question is what of that other stuff will make it to the final product. We gave the doctor a lot to parse through but anyway um let's wrap it up we'll see you all next time unless that hurricane kills us and hopefully gus will be back
0: absolutely and uh as we mentioned er earlier uh there are a couple ways to support the podcast you can like subscribe share and if you uh you or someone you know as a sponsor would like to get the word out on your new business please let us know but, um, and the more sponsors we get, the more likelihood you're going to get some amazing merch options. But uh, for now, we'll see you next week. Doctor, anything you got to say?
2: I love everybody.
0: <laughs> for Gus, I'm all Licker, Dr. Riffic, I am Cousin Bailey. We'll talk to you all next week.
2: Go Gators.